This is the Horse Radio Network. We're just a week away from a face-to-face reunion in Lexington, and it's going to be epic. This week, we have three special guests on the show to help us ramp up for the excitement of show jumping and eventing in Kentucky. And one lucky guest will get to play Rose and Thorn with us, too. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy happy hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jess Payne, and welcome to episode 21 of Heels Down Happy Hour. This week, we have three special guests on the show. Yay! Yay. I know. We haven't done this in a while, and it was super fun the last time we had guests. I know. I'm excited. So we've got three super interesting people um, who we're going to talk to about really interesting things, I hope. But um, (laughs) Sally... (laughs) Do you want to share the drink recipe for this week? I would love to because this is right up my alley. It's an Amaretto Sour. Um, This one also came from our Heels Down Happy Hour podcast lounge Facebook group from Jordan. So thank you, Jordan. Um, So Amaretto Sour, some of you might be familiar with, but basically you're going to put two ounces of Amaretto, uh, a little bit of lime juice, and then you could sugar the rim, which I think sounds amazing. And then you garnish it with some cherries and you've got yourself a nice little sweet a little on the sweet side drink so I think that sounds amazing personally yummy so uh as you guys already know eco gold is one of our sponsors of this podcast and we're really excited to be going to Kentucky for some eventing next week woohoo all three of us are going to be together for the first time ever in person I'm so Uh, excited oh my god I can't wait it's gonna be super fun but if you guys are going to be in Kentucky for the three-day event, uh, Eco Gold wants you to know that you should stop by their booth, which is number 167. Um, now, Sally, you've been to the event. And Jess, obviously, you guys, you have too. Do you guys like, so for someone who hasn't been there and maybe they want to stop by the Eco Gold booth, do you know how to get there? Or is there anything special that vendors usually do for big events like this? So they have two different parts of the shopping. The shopping is massive, and it's one of the reasons why a lot of people go. But so you have an outdoor section of of sponsored tents, and you know you have Smart Pack and Bit of Britain and that sort of thing in the outdoor area. But then you go inside the covered arena, and it is the mecca of equine shopping. It's basically a arena that's got two kind of sub levels, and you've got every single vendor. You could possibly imagine just crammed in waiting to take your money. It's kind of glorious. So it's kind of overwhelming, but you, you love it. You have to just love it and go with it and just accept the fact that you're going to be poor when you leave. It's just a fact. So it'll be on the inside part is where the Eco Gold booth will be is in the inside trade fair. So does Eco Gold have anything new? I know they're always coming out with new colors and new cool things to add to their saddle pads. Yeah, so EcoGold is one of my favorite personal brands to use, not only just because it looks good, because I like that clean, simple look, but also just because of the versatility of the pads. Like they have something for event riders like myself, and they also have something that, you know, Just and Doug could take in the jumper ring and look just as sharp as McLean Ward, who also is one of the EcoGold riders as well. Um, so it's a really versatile pad, and there's even a Hunter pad, which have has you been seen really the popular. Pad? No, I, I haven't used one in person. Oh, I love the Hunter pad. I 
we use all of them. I actually got Doug like hooked on them. Cause at first he was like, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of that. And <laughs> he used mine twice and he goes, okay. I understand okay, why. I get <laughs> <laughs> no, I've oh, used wow. their pads for, I think almost 10 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they so, last forever. I mean, I bet you haven't forever. had to buy a bunch of new ones in those 10 no, years. No. And yeah. I mean, we can destroy some stuff. I yeah. mean, if it, if it lasts in our barn, tack, saddles, um, bridles and pads, it's amazing. So yeah. I love them and they're great. And they look, they stay white. We use OxyClean on them to like keep them white, but anywhere from their hunter pad, their jumper pad, their cross country pad. I also love the fact that how I got hooked on it is my horse there. I always had to have a breastplate and I always, mm-hmm. or I get off 1700 times and fix the saddle. And I started using the dressage. It was really bad in the dressage. That was worse. And my saddle fit. It did fit everybody before they start panicking. Um, <laughs> but no, it just, he had huge withers. So it was that high society horse. He was the worst to like fit with a saddle. So the pad though, I couldn't get it. They're like, oh, it needs to sit here. And I couldn't get it to stay without a breastplate. And mm-hmm. I didn't really want to wear that. And using the pad was amazing. So yeah. I highly recommend Well, and it. nothing looks worse than a pad that has gotten slipped back behind the front of your saddle in front of the block. Right. Like a hunter pad, like I know the shaped hunter pads when I was a kid showing the hunters my pad because you just have the fleece pad, like there's no grip or anything. And he just watched these kids riding around and their pads just going creeping back and back and back. And so I know. that's the nice thing about the Eco Gold is it's very, very non-slip. So that's great. So speaking of Kentucky guys, I have some bad news. Oh, we're no. still going. It's, it, we're going, but. But. Um, I know, but, but. So here's the damper of the day. We had to withdraw Van Diver. He's okay, but we had to make the decision. He has always had some like issues with his right hind and it like, we'll treat it. It looks great. And it just kind of has been like that thorn in your back. Speaking of rose and thorn kind of thing that like, basically you get it fixed and he looks great and then just irritate it. And they kept saying, oh, well, you know, he'd get stronger. He'd do this. And so we've done bone scans, we've done everything, and it's been in a stifle. And we finally, the bone scan confirmed that it was in the stifle. They tried to take pictures, tried to do ultrasound, and nothing would really clarify exactly what was happening. So we had to go in and scope the stifle and find out exactly what it was. But when we did that, then he was going to have two weeks off. And unfortunately bad timing but at the same time the we worst time you know but for the horse for the horse's welfare and he's okay and like everything is actually really good and the prognosis was awesome that they think he'll be back to work in like two to three weeks like he's already hand walking and everything so good. unfortunately kentucky's out but we might be going to bromont so oh that'll be cool Yeah, I haven't been to Bromont in forever and I do love that event. So I've never been. That's one of the events I really want to go to. So that's sort of like the silver lining, you know, like, all right, Kentucky is out, but Bromont, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, but instead we're rerouting, but Sally, did you watch the FEI cup, the world cup? I did. So it was really cool because, so I've been trying to expand my education because I'm like in my eventing bubble. And so, you know, obviously I know who BZ Madden is, but that's, that's about as far as my, my knowledge goes like Charlotte Duhardan, BZ Madden, 
that's about as far as I go. So it's been really interesting to kind of expand my my knowledge. And so the World Cup this weekend was super exciting because BZ um, won the title, um, which was super awesome because she is the fifth female to take the title in the 40-year history of the FEI World Cup, which is a pretty awesome, you know, accolade to add to your resume. So she won with the stallion uh, uh, Breitling LS, um, who I've heard awesome things about. And he's just, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen this horse go. I'm sure you have, but it is just unbelievable how scopey this horse is. So then you've got Devin Ryan, um, who was second, and it was just kind of a U.S. weekend, which was awesome, because then you've got Laura Graves on the dressage side, and she won the first night, excuse me, of the Grand Prix, and then she kind of had to battle it out with Isabel Worth, who is, as we all know, kind of the reigning queen, and so Isabel ended up taking the title again, but Laura being able to ride, which I don't know if you guys know much about her, Verdadis or Diddy horse, he's, he was kind of a difficult ride. And so I thought I've loved following them and trying to see how their partnership has grown. And so this had to have been a huge moment for them because I think it was almost a personal best. I think they scored an 89% on their freestyle. And she said it was um, just almost a surprising that it was so, so good. So it was just a really exciting weekend. That's all awesome. in all. Yeah. Super good thrilling. Year. I didn't know. It's like, who knew there's so many other sports I can watch. <laughs> I know. I feel so like so cultured. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to try. Awesome. Um, so Justine, do you have something funny or like off the wall? I feel like we're kind of going down that road with you now. Oh yeah, I'm always looking for like the most off the wall thing that I can bring to the show, and I found a really good one. And I didn't even have to look very far. So, uh, are you, you guys are both in the off the track thoroughbred Facebook group, the OTTB connect, right? Oh yes. It's like, I don't know. I don't think I am. Well, we're going to add you just because it is. Oh, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Oh my God. It's like, first of all, it's the most like distracting thing during the day. Like I get sucked into all these crazy Facebook threads about horse health and all kinds of issues all day long. Cause it's a very active group of people with off the track horses but anyway, so this guy on Friday posted a selfie of himself riding riding his thoroughbred. And <laughs> everyone in this group, there are like hundreds of thousands of people in this group, went like the women in this group just went freaking bonkers because he's a very handsome man with a beard riding a horse. And people just went like crazy nuts over this guy, <laughs> this picture of this guy. Like, I have to read you some of the comments because people were like swooning all over him. Like, Oh my God, there's, you're my dream man. There's no way that you're real. Are you, are you, you are straight? kidding me? People thought you he was kidding like, me. people no thought he was like, shame. and then people oh. were like, had all kinds of crazy memes. Oh my God. It's like the most ridiculous viral, like Facebook thread to kind of just, did uh, he respond? I don't think so, but I did. I, um, not going to lie. I did like stalk his profile and he is a legitimate model. He has like long, like a mate, like a lion's mane hair that goes past his shoulders, like him, like posing with motorcycles and stuff. But, um, but he also owns oh, a thoroughbred gosh. and it looks like he events, I think. I don't know. Yeah, what, he's what got, I, so I also stalked him on Facebook because why would you not? Yeah. And I also took it a step farther and I may or may not have sent him a friend request on no. Facebook. Um, no. He hasn't responded, so I don't think... Okay, so he probably I, I got also, 500 friend requests. He doesn't want to. He did. Probably did. 
So if you look at his, like, I so I looked at his friends list because, you know, you can see if you have anybody in common. I don't have any friends in common with this guy. And I feel like I have a lot of random horse people on Facebook. So chances are I'm going to have one or two. So I don't think he's responding to any of these thirsty ladies respond. Or, well, not that mine is like from that intention. I just wanted to ask him <laughs> if I could talk to him and maybe do an article on him or something. But, you know, the other ladies, I don't think he's going to respond to. So I, you know, I tried, I guess. This only happened yesterday. So, I mean, there's still time. Well, check it out because it's it's at least a sight for sore eyes. All right, guys. So we have our first guest on the show tonight, and I'm really excited to introduce him. We have Quentin Judge, who is a professional show jumper at Double H Farm. He's ridden internationally and has represented the United States at the FEI Nations Cup, both in 2016. And he is originally from Chicago, and he's worked for some of the top professionals in the industry, like Missy Clark, uh, Margie Engel, and plenty of others. So Quentin, welcome. We're so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me me happy to be here so you are you're headed to new york right for the long jeans next yes that's our next show we actually just got up to connecticut today from our florida base so we're heading it down there or there i think uh next week oh my goodness have you been there before i'm just curious to know long jeans is such an interesting show series to me because it's like it's more than a horse show there's like all this cool stuff happening all the time so i'm just curious to know what the atmosphere is like yeah, I've been lucky enough to show at the Longines Paris Masters. Um, for I did was there twice and twice at the LA Masters also. Oh, both wow. run by the same company and EEM and sponsored by Longines. So actually, my wife Casey used to work for the company a little bit when they were trying originally to have the show in New York and looking into Brooklyn and some different areas. So I know the company and the the organizers quite well. <laughs> and the shows really are special, like Paris itself is Paris and LA and everyone I've been to. I haven't been to the Asian stop, but they have amazing entertainment. They're the best riders in the world. It's a five-star show. They have a couple really exciting classes, like the Speed Challenge, and they make it a real event. It's great to ride there. It's an honor to be at those shows, but for spectators, it's like really something special. So tell me about the entertainment. Like, I know I've seen pictures from Paris where they've had, like, DJs, and it almost looks yeah. like a nightclub. I mean, that's... No, it does. It turns, like, pretty into a nightclub pretty fast. But they wow. had... <laughs> that one is, year like, they... my scene right there. I am dying to go. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And they had one year... They always have, like, the, you know, the VIP area is always very, very nice and really well done. And they have... Um, one year in Paris, they had this guy who was a professional, like, Lusitano trainer, something like that, or Andalusians. And he, all of a sudden, you kind of heard this thundering hooves, and he was riding the horses up through the VIP, through the tables, down the stairs, up the stairs. Oh, my God. No just, way. Like, fire going at the same time. It was crazy. It's an amazing, it's like a really, really special special show. Or oh shows. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I do have a question specifically about New York, though. Yep. So you got the Horses from Wellington to Connecticut, but how do you get the horses in and out of New York City? Because that sounds like a logistical nightmare. I mean, normally it is. Going in and out of any city is the same thing in LA, all those places. It's really, <clears throat> it can really come down to timing. And I think that they do a great job with this launching show, show series because they have, they work with like really good organizers and people who know, they I mean, this is a European company, so they get some of the best people in the States who know this area. And it's really time that you leave planning for traffic and all those things. This year, the show is at the NYCB Live, the home of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, which is just outside of the city. And it's 
was totally redone last year. It's an amazing venue. There's a huge um, convention center attached to the Coliseum. So I think it's going to be, it's always challenging with timing. And, you know, if you have a bad show and you want to get out of there, it's not really easy to just get in the trailer and go because you'll be sitting in traffic for four hours. No but, quick exit. Yeah. But uh, they do a really good job of or- organizing it for you, I would say. Interesting. So yeah, definitely uh, people that are logistically keen with that, I feel like that could easily turn into quite a mess if you're not careful. The venting one was when they had the renters in and out, it was a mess. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's really uh, hard. I mean, Central Park, it was hard. Yeah, Central Park's difficult. And, you know, I'm sure, yeah, you know, you they give you a time to leave and the horses ship in, you know, like two in the morning and they're there for (laughs) X amount of hours. They'll get right on the truck and go back out. It's a, it's, this show will be more horse friendly for sure. Um, And it'll be, there's plenty of space and it won't be as hectic as that. But it's still going to be, it's still going to be a, time down to the minute to get in in and out easily. That's really interesting. Yeah. So Quentin, I know your wife rides horses too, right? Yes. Casey Harrison, my wife, she used to show at the five-star level internationally and she won young riders and she was younger. So she's, she really has done it all. She had, she had a bad fall about five or six years, no, seven years ago, I guess now. And she was on her horse of a lifetime. And that, it's been a little bit of a challenge for getting back in the ring since then. She's She rides every day, and I'm kind of always pushing her to get back showing. She's actually been the last couple of months riding my old horse, Dark Dilla Heart, which is like my favorite horse ever. And oh, she's that's awesome. awesome. I know. Starting with him. That's so cute. So hopefully I'm pushing her to show a little bit of Old Salem, but she's pushing back on me a little bit. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear that you're so supportive because I'm sure that's hard for anybody, you know, coming back after a fall. And you you guys have children, right, too? We have no one 18-month-year-old son, 18-month-old oh, uh, son, <laughs> Rhodes, um, who's been – he's awesome. He's, like, horse crazy. He's really cute. He's really funny. But it does kind of put a whole new set of challenges into everything. And finding finding time to ride with him is a bit difficult. But, yeah, it's been a – we're, we're figuring out how we make it work. I was going to ask, so how do you balance all of the things? Um, I'd say less balance would be a generous term. I'd say it's more kind of just <laughs> react Locked. to how everything's going. <laughs> Juggling. And try, try to make it go smoothly. Yeah. For I us, mean, it's getting, luck these for instance, days. Today, yeah, pretty much. I mean, going from coming to Florida, from Florida and planning two loads of horses and equipment and packing for a baby and getting on the plane, it was just kind of a whole seen the last say, few did days. You, did you fly him or did you? Yes, um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the one I benefit I'd say. Driving. <laughs> I mean, I've driven back and forth to Florida for the last 15 years. Every time this is the first time flying. So that has been a bonus, but, um, having 18 month year old on the plane and trying not to have him kick someone's seat in front of them and, and keep them entertained was a whole new set of challenges <laughs> for me today. I feel like that was way better than driving him though. For sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh my <been>. gosh. <laughs> One or all of us would have been tranquilized for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. So, Quentin, do you have any, like, what we love to talk about is, like, behind-the-scenes horse show stuff that people don't really, you know, we get to see the coverage and you get to be at the show sometimes as spectators. But can you give us any, like, great stories maybe from your season at WEF or any time, like, maybe any of the Longines shows, like, just a really good behind-the-scenes horse show story that maybe stuff that people can't get to see but might be memorable for you yeah i mean for me 
I always think for myself, like, I have rent represented the country a couple of times and shown internationally and all of that. But I always kind of feel like when I go to these big shows for myself, I'm kind of this like, kid going to watch people that I've looked up to forever show still. So going to these shows for me, you know, when you get to really be there and see these like top, top riders, kind of what they do day in, day out. And it's for all purposes, you know, like seeing a celebrity in real life and seeing what they do with their horses. It's really pretty amazing. And I think more than anything behind the scenes, it makes me as a rider and a, someone who's managing horses really have to study these people and how I can kind of up my game for someone like BZ Madden, for example, she's at the show, like the horses are they have everything planned. She goes in the ring and the horses look fantastic. She rides amazingly. That's all great. But seeing kind of what these people do behind the scenes and the horse's schedule and like how the attention to detail they have is pretty amazing. And I don't know, it's something that you see at all these shows. I'd say the biggest thing behind the scenes for me is really notice the top riders like it's not luck these people ride really well and they're very talented they have great sponsors and owners and horses and all that but they are workers and it might look kind of like flashy from the outside to see someone like you know ken farrington running around and winning a class i know ken quite well i've known for a long time so i can say that he's likes to, <laughs> people to know that he's looking flashy but it's amazing to see what, how hard these people work and like it's still horses and day in and day out and things happen and it's messy and it's just really interesting to see that backside of it. That's a really good way to put it. It makes it feel very human, which I think sometimes looking in from the outside, you know, you lose that a little bit, but that's, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. Is there, do you have a favorite horse show? Like a horse show that you go to every year that you love? Um, I have always, my horses always have jumped really well in Spruce Meadows. That's a great, been a great show for us. This year, we're actually not going to Spruce Meadows. We're going to Europe. And I, for a bit of time, and my favorite show I think I've ever done was Gijon in Spain. Um, I went there for the Nations Cup two years ago. It was also a very good show for us. <laughs> we won the Nations Cup and I won the big class the first day and we had, a, was clearing the Grand Prix. So that's maybe why, but it was a really amazing venue. They can bet in Spain on the horses. So it's, Oh, oh it, wow. Oh, that's cool. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it was and like, they stopped the class every 10 riders and people bet. So if you do poorly, people get pretty mad at you and start booing you in the ring, especially when <laughs> it gets to be late enough at night and people are drinking quite a bit, but it was an amazing show. And I really, I loved it. I'd love to go back to that show at some oh, point. Oh man. I need that to go to so that. Weird. I know. What? <laughs> that is so yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. But hopefully, hopefully after this next week, I'll say that. The show in New York is going to be one of my favorite shows. We'll yeah. see. Well, Quinn, we so appreciate you coming on the show. I guess we already had a drink recipe for this week, but uh, since you're on the show, uh, uh, it's very heavily <laughs> involved with booze. So do you have like a favorite <laughs> classic cocktail that you're like, maybe you're going to drink when you're at Longines in New York City? I mean, I am kind of a sissy about hard alcohol. Like I really can't. I can drink <laughs> a... Uh, like if I drink anything, I'm drinking a vodka and ginger ale to kind of like right. keep it kind of light because yeah, beyond that, Great. yeah, I mean, dark liquor and me really don't mix well. So I kind of keep it light. But. You fit right in Quentin. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. All right, Quentin. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and good luck in New York and we'll be watching. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you very much. We'll be for cheering me. for you. Good luck. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Whether you need a water solution for one horse in a stall, two in a backyard, or 40 head in the pasture, the classic equine by Richie line of waters provides trouble-free, worry-free access to water on demand. 
visit classicequinebyrichie.com for additional information. Richie, freshwater for life. Our next guest on the show is international show jump rider, Derek Braun. He's the founder and president of Split Rock Jumping Tour. Hi, Derek. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about Split Rock and the jumping tour itself. Well, Split Rock is actually a couple things, to be honest. I have uh, a couple different businesses that um, are under that Split Rock umbrella. But what most people know about Split Rock these days is the Split Rock Jumping Tour. Um, but Split Rock Farm started as my farm initially. And um, that's really a little bit of how I started my whole business uh, in this horse world, um, starting back when I was a junior and all the way through my college years and then starting my own business as soon as I graduated. Um, I sort of moved directly to Kentucky when I graduated college and started Split Rock Farm. Um, and that's really sort of how it all began. Um, I started with a training and sales business here in Kentucky and, and grew it from there. Um, and then always wanted to, always had the idea of starting this jumping tour over the past probably 10 years, I had this idea. What made you kind of want to become like a horse show organizer and start this tour? Because you, I mean, you jumped a ton. So what made you kind of switch from being an international show jumper to kind of organizer? Oh, I haven't switched. (laughs) Well, no, I meant, but just switched, not completely switched, but I mean, even most (laughs) people are one or the other, (laughs) you know, you're a little bit of both hands. (laughs) It's okay. I think I, you know, that's, that's like, I'm glad you, you worded it that way because I think that, that is exactly who I am. And that is why I'm good at those two things. You know, I'm, um, a lot of reasons led me to change my business from a training business to a riding and sales business, and then just a show producing business, um, lifestyle, sort of how I wanted to live my life, uh, where I wanted to live. A lot of factors kind of went into that. So, but in general, the general rule of thumb for me is, is that I'm, never satisfied with horse shows here in America. I've been to horse shows all over the world. I've competed everywhere, pretty much on every continent. And, um, I really felt that I had a leg up on the details of what we all want as competitors that go into a horse show, um, by being a competitor. And I think that that's one of the things that sets me apart in this, horse showing industry when it comes to producing, managing, running, however you want to call it, horse shows, because um, I'm in the trenches every day at horse shows every week, seeing the, the good details and the bad details of other horse shows. And so I factored all that in, in my mind over the past 10 years, um, really led to, you know, the, it started because of my frustrations, you know, and I thought that I could produce and put together a team that could produce a horse show where obviously my end goal is perfection and, and a horse show where nobody complains about anything or nobody has a problem with the details. But, uh, you know, that's what we strive for at, at split rock. And one, of, one of the things you also have is amazing hospitality, um, which we love. Tell us a little bit about like what kind of hospitality, if somebody hasn't been to one of your shows, kind of what you guys offer in that side. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole horse shows hospitality. So obviously the food is good. That's one thing, but in general, it's, it's more of the atmosphere that we try to create with is what I consider to be hospitality. I, I, I think that it goes back to a little bit of what I just said about people getting what they pay for 
Horse shows are expensive. We all know that. Um, my horse shows are expensive. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying they're not, but, um, it's a matter of really getting what you pay for. And at every angle of our horse show, no matter where you walk, no matter where you go on the property, no matter who you encounter that works for my team, um, you're going to get hospitality. You're going to get, uh, friendly faces, people that are there and willing to help you with whatever it may be. Um, because they want to, they genuinely want to. So that's a little bit the difference of our horse shows. And it's not necessarily the crazy, like extravagant details that we do in our horse shows, because we really only have right now two and three star horse shows. It's not like I have a five star event that is this fancy stuff is mandatory. It's, it's more of customer service based hospitality that people can really feel and remember. Uh, something you said really uh, stuck with me as someone who's, you know, traveled the world, been to horse shows all over the world. I mean, what are your pet peeves? You well, I could I mean- have this conversation for hours. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is like my passion now, but all the little <laughs> details that people don't really understand that, you know, kind of, it kind of goes over people's heads, but they're continuously frustrated with just for example, let's say flow of show schedule. You know, that's something that I have worked on so hard with my schedules to make sure there are zero conflicts if I have more than one ring. I literally myself go through the orders every night when they're made and make sure that the trainers are accommodated for with just knowing who they are, when they need to go, how many they need in between their clients and who their clients are. Just that's one example, you know, And, and we really just try to take the time and do that work for them. That way they don't have to take the hour to look at the orders and go talk to the engaged person, work out the conflict. We do that stuff for you, you know, and, um, it's a simple concept (laughs) that in my head, that's our job as the horse show, you know, that that's not the competitor's job to fight with the engaged guy to make something work or this or that, you know, these are, these are things that, People leave my shows, I hope, and and realize that that's the difference. You know, the things that really matter to competitors. You know, it, uh, you know, like when you mentioned the the food and the hospitality and this fancy stuff. Like in the end, people remember that, but that's not necessarily what I want to be known for out of our horse shows. You know, our horse shows flow and function um, well because of the thought process that goes behind it, not just running a horse show to make X amount of dollars and do it as many times as possible. You know, that's, that's not really what we're about. And, you know, we do amazing award ceremonies. It doesn't matter whether you're a child adult jumper or a Grand Prix rider, you're going to stand on that podium. If you win, get the national anthem played, you're going to be able to get a ribbon that you can keep forever as a memento from the show, you know, things that people can really like say that they were proud of participating so for instance we have a huge grand prix a $225,000 30 riding invitational on saturday cross-country day of the land rover three and this is the first time that's this is the first time that's something like that's happened like the kentucky three-day has always had well not always but they have the raining that goes on and you know all these other disciplines but we've never had anything this big and so when i saw this was getting added as a huge eventing nerd and basically a lifelong you know, Kentucky attendee, this was super exciting. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about this invitational. 
Well, I've had the idea for a while, and that's kind of how it started. But uh, I was lucky enough to, you know, talk about it with the right people, and and EEI, the organizing committee of the three-day event, uh, hired my team to produce this for them. This is a built-in infrastructure that has, on that day alone, forty-five thousand live spectators. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're talking uh, a stadium like Aachen, like Spruce Meadows, these other places that that really do bring that culture into it. And these people that come to this event, whether they're shopping or whatever they're doing, they, they bleed horses. And this is a, an educational platform for show jumping that we do not have in America. So I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be hands down the biggest Grand Prix in America. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. We've already sold out the entire stadium. Wow. That. And it's just going to be an incredible event. We're hoping for good weather. And, you know, it, it brings the best of both worlds together. It brings more shopping than WAG. It brings more spectators than WAG. I mean, literally, this is a platform that you just cannot duplicate. So, so with Kentucky, there's always, like, favorite bourbons and stuff. But on Heels Down Happy Hour, what's your favorite drink? Like, a, do you have a Ooh, signature drink bourbon. or anything like that? <laughs> Absolutely. Bourbon. I will tell you that hands down. To be honest okay. with you, probably have maybe four or five single drinks a year. I mean, I don't drink a lot. <laughs> maybe, I'll have, maybe I'll have a bourbon or a mule or a Kentucky mule or something like that at dinner sometimes. But Perfect. I'm not a big drinker. But um, in general, for sure, my go-to would be bourbon and specifically a very local bourbon company that's brand new that just started down the road for me here in Paris, Kentucky. It is the most amazing bourbon out there. Well, what is it? That. It's called Hartfield and Co. Hartfield and Co. I'm going to have to share and, with my husband uh, because that's his favorite week of amazing. like bourbon. Well, <laughs> I will give him the owner's phone number and get him a private tour. Because oh, we would love amazing. that. We will be there Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us it to is like a it's like a cross between, you know, scotch, you know, is really kind of out I there. I love Nobody scotch, does yeah. That, does that anymore. But for bourbon lovers, like this is a cross between, it's a bourbon, but it's a cross between, from what I can taste, a perfect cross between like the best bourbon and the best scotch. So it's, uh. um, it's you know, it's, it's not in many states now. I think it's in like Kentucky, Georgia. I think it just got a license in California. But um it's so unique and the story behind Andrew that started the company is just awesome. And it's, it's what small businesses are all about. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so right, much well, for joining so us. Much. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And we well, hope to see, well, we'll see you all yep. be there at Kentucky next week. Yeah. Perfect. Because your horse deserves optimum nutrition delivered naturally. They deserve Stanley premium Western forage. There's no better place in the country to grow forage than Idaho and Stan Lee is one of the country's largest producers. Whether it's pellets, cubes, chopped forage in bags to compress bales, Stan Lee cultivates premium forage types horse owners demand. Simply put, horses deserve Stan Lee premium Western forage because they deserve the very best. Go to stanleeforage.com. All right. So as we all know, the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event is coming up next week. It is my favorite time of the year. It's basically like Christmas. And also just as cool, our final guest today is Doug Payne, who is Jessica's husband. 
also known as a international four-star eventer. He's a Grand Prix show jumper. He's an FBI dressage writer. He's a judge. He's written a really cool book. So he's done a lot of really cool things. And we are so pleased to have him on the podcast today. Hello, Doug. Hey there. Uh, Thanks for having me. So first off, I'm so very sorry to hear about Quinn Van Diver missing Kentucky, but it sounds like it's, you know, all going to work out hopefully to be okay. So silver. No, I think, I think actually even more than okay. He, um, he's always had sort of a lingering, you know, sort of issue there. And so much so that, uh, I mean, near enough his entire competitive life. And so we've always been able to manage as best we can, but I think we may have gotten down to the root cause. So that, to me is actually that's, incredibly exciting. No, that's, that's actually, that's way, way better. News, really. So, I mean, I hate, I hate missing Kentucky this year, but at the same time, if it means that he can have a far more comfortable and successful career, it's so worth it. Yeah, for sure. And you're coming off the win in Carolina. So it's not like you didn't have an awesome spring season. So yeah, no. And I think if, if everything goes absolutely perfectly, we'd, um, we'd head up to Bromont and we're very lucky also to have a horse called getaway. That's just, he's done three events now, but he's been, um, he's been very, very good. He was eighth at Carolina and sixth at the fork. Um, and he also is in contention for the WAG. We've, uh, we've got applications for both of them in. So both awesome. will go up to Bromont and we'll hopefully, um, you know, hopefully that, that all works well and we'll go from there. Yay, that's exciting. So, okay, I don't know. I'm just going to start this interview off awkwardly because um, that's kind of what Absolutely I do. Absolutely love awkward situations. So, cool. <laughs> so this is going to be great. My hands are sweating already. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and say it was about five years ago. It was my very I can tell first... you I don't because my memory okay. is awful. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to go. Like, so here's this <laughs> random person. So the first time I met you, I was working for Eventing Nation, and I decided that I wanted to have you do a preview of some of the bigger questions on the cross-country course on video. So I said, hey, Doug, let's meet at the head of the lake. You're like, cool. I think it was almost one of the first years that the hollow, which for those of you who haven't been to Kentucky, it's at the very far freaking back corner of the (laughs) cross-country course, like up a hill. And I was like, hey, Doug, you're like six foot two, and I'm five foot four, so let's go walk up this hill and have a conversation about the course and we'll do an interview at the very top when I'm really out of breath. So he takes <laughs> off walking up the hill and he's like, like chatting me up and I'm just like trying not to die because I like <laughs> literally, I think I had like two jackets and my backpack on and I was not prepared for this walk. So I'm like huffing and puffing my way up this hill. And I'm sure he was like, just continuing the conversation on his own at this point, because I couldn't manage to ask him anything or respond. (laughs) So like we get to the top of the hill and it's like all fine. But anyway, so that was my first time meeting you, Doug. And so apparently it was not memorable to you. So I'm very thankful for that. (laughs) That's amazing. That is excellent. I just remember like the most weird things and it always is like things that make me uncomfortable and you're like, oh God, like you just, you cringe even now. So the fact that you don't remember is that, I mean, I, I feel like I have closure. There you so, go. A- absolutely. Segue. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, um, you know, you obviously have been to Kentucky a whole lot and I would love to hear if you have like a favorite time that you were in Kentucky or a favorite person that you like to watch or a funny story. I mean, anything that jumps out at you that you would want to tell us about if it's awkward, even better. No, no, that's good. That's all good. <clears throat> I don't know. Favorite thing, probably the very first time you go, it's, uh, I don't know. You, you, well, I don't know if everybody does this, but we were, we were lucky enough. We were able to go and watch, um, a number of times growing up, not, not on an annual basis, but 
we, we got there a bunch. Um, the first time you're actually riding, it's, um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty, honestly, a pretty wild experience. Uh, not only, well, two parts, I guess. I'll never forget first time walking down the chute to go to dressage. That's pretty wild because you walk out and obviously you're right in the middle of the middle of everything. And then on cross country during the key fences or complexes or whatever, obviously you're very focused, but the thing that struck me and I'll never forget is the first time going is sort of the wave of sound that follows you around the course. And oh, um, it's, it's cool a pretty that. cool thing because it's, it's something that doesn't, there are very few events in the world that that does happen. And certainly it's, so can you hear people cheering fun. as you're riding. You say the wave of sound. So you can kind yeah, of, I don't, hear. I don't know that it's necessarily like, you know, you're coming into maybe the head of the lake first time. Right. So you're coming in, obviously you're concentrating. You're hoping you don't leave skid marks in your pants. Right. And everything's <laughs> looking good. And then once you get through and you're like, are oh, you, I just totally serious here. No, 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 we're all good. We're all good. It came out. Clean. Okay. So, um, but anyway, you, you, you finish, right. And you're like, Oh, I just totally killed that. And as you're galloping away, there's just a massive, you know, sound and cheering as that's going around. And that, that ends up happening at nearly every complex that you go through. Um, you know, as, as you jump through and, and all things look good, um, there's just a lot of, you know, a, a lot of support and that's a, a really special thing. And, and it doesn't happen, doesn't happen everywhere. And there's, there's really so few places in the, in the world that that does happen. So pretty cool thing. <laughs> yeah. After yeah, that, for sure. um, you know, you know, good and bad. I, I think it's, it's always one of those things. It's, it's a, it's an amazing competition and you have to, there's no guarantee you're getting back, right? So on, a, on an annual basis, by any way, shape, or form. So yeah. every time you get a chance and you're lucky enough, you've got a horse that can go. You've got to, um, you know, appreciate it, cherish it, and yeah. uh, make the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, obviously, I was not in any way, shape, or form ready to ride any sort of cross-country course that day. But, like, do you do anything specific you know, for your fit, obviously you have a lot of fitness to ramp up for the horse. Um, but what about you? Do you, are you a pretty fit guy or like, what do you kind of do at home to get ready for an event like that? Yeah. In general, um, we've got probably 30 horses here, maybe sort of 25 that are in work at any time. So we're riding a lot, probably ride, I don't know, from 10 to 15 a day, I would say. So that is certainly a, a big help on the fitness thing, but Every time that I do get a chance, I also do a fair bit of biking, either mountain or road biking. And I think that's, um, for me, it's a great analogous exercise that helps out uh, a ton. I used to do a lot of running, but my knees are not the best. So the biking is certainly far better. And I do try to, whenever possible, actually just bike the cross-country courses rather than walk them. I think it gives you a better perspective. You can knock it out pretty quick, but it's also a pretty good workout at the same time. Oh, that sounds like fun kind of yeah no it's great (laughs) so uh i am i'm the one like eventing dummy on the show i'm like i don't know i'm I'm ready for it equalizer okay (laughs) (laughs) so uh i am headed to kentucky for the first time ever and i'm super stoked but i cannot wait i cannot wait for you to see it i I told her what to pack today guys don't worry i told her to pack for every weather I was going to say basically pack for everything so and um, get ready to drink some bourbon Oh, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Get about ready that. to not be sober. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to still find but, out about that bourbon tour. P.S. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. But, but more serious question, kind of. So obviously I've watched the three day event on Is TV. Is this going to get awkward on me too? 
No, no, no. Problem. I'm. That's I'm not, just me. That's just me, Doug. Don't worry. Cool. No, that's Perfect. just Sally. That's just Sally. <laughs> I'm not sweating. I'm not sweating or anything. That's good. So, uh, I'm just curious. How big are the fences? So, like, I have they're, no idea from cross I mean, country big. to stadium. Yeah, but like, how big? I guess. Uh, I'd have to look it up exactly, but what is it? A meter twenty. Uh, so four foot, basically four feet tall. They can be one and a half times that on the top spread and twice that on the base spread Got it. in real rough terms. And then the brush can be another, what, six or a foot higher. I don't know. It, it can be up to, I think it's a meter 40 total, the brush height. But Justine, they look a lot bigger than that. But the oh, big yeah. Thing, yeah. The, the, the big catch, right, for people that would be more show jumpers or hunters or whatever is that the terrain is massively influential. So you'll be jumping something that's a meter 40, but you have a six and a half foot drop that's falling down a hill, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, so that's, that's the big equalizing factor that I think makes this sport so difficult. Oftentimes is that the horses have to be extremely quick on their feet and under, you know, they've seen obviously a lot in their experience, uh, in their development, but they, um, they've got to be very quick to adapt and, um, they're the, you know, obviously the good ones are excellent at it. It's amazing. Yeah. So, okay, one thing I've always been curious about, because they don't let media in the barns for, I mean, probably for good reason, really, uh, is what, yeah, I mean, is there anything that, that's the last thing you want people in there? Especially after a that couple really, of bourbons, you know, like us just wandering in, but anyway. I'm going to become like the eventing gossip girl, and I'm going to like somehow sneak in. Anyway, okay, so is there anything like on, okay, so cross-country day in the barn, what's it like? Is there, what, are the, what goes on behind the scenes that those of us who don't get to go back there maybe don't see um okay so a lot of people would go into the finish like the d box right after, at the finish line because they've got uh -huh. a whole boatload of tvs they've got like eight of them in there so they've got every video that that the like the director for the live feed has let's call it eight i don't know how many cameras but say call it eight or ten or whatever they've got a feed from every one of those cameras running continuously in that tent and oh, so cool. As long as you're not going in the next hour or two hours or whatever, you probably, a lot of people end up going over there because you can see the entire course at all times. You can also and see, so, a lot, you can also see in that we, right before you go, we stop over by the office. Oh no. Yeah. But we're getting there. So if you have a perfect world, you'd <laughs> go there, right? So now if, you, if you're getting close to your ride time or you're just feeling a little lazy or maybe you walked up that hill and you're really tired you can go to the secretary's office and they've got in that secretary's office they've got killer donuts coffee and they've got the live feed going so oh. um that is always packed also everybody when they're nervous responds in a different way there's some people get really quiet some people get grumpy some people talk like mad uh, uh, yeah that one and uh <laughs> so the barn is filled with all sorts of different stuff happening you know it, it's not your normal run-of-the-mill day you're moving in chatting it up situation there's there's some people that do but obviously some people that are totally reclusive and hanging out in their tack room Focus. you know staring yeah. at the ceiling or something i don't know i mean that's understandable gotta yeah, do what you gotta for do sure. Focus. for sure what do you do before cross-country dog do you have any like superstitions or like do you get like moody and broody or are you pretty cool no, i probably just get hungry go eat something <laughs> I told you Broken guys about the, hot, the hamburger for me. He's no different. Oh, my gosh. 
We love to eat before we go out I, anywhere. I, I will tell you, I totally get hangry. So it's like, if it, that's that's the worst thing, right? You're getting on and you're starving. That would be horrible. <laughs> okay, so Doug, you know we have to do the autograph signings and everything at Kentucky always for different sponsors, for different places. What is the most awkward or most memorable thing slash what have you had to sign that's like amazing? <laughs> um good question probably random body parts i mean that's always oh awkward yeah, like what kind of body parts okay i'm not that awkward we're gonna keep it pc <laughs> <here>. <laughs> like, like, random body parts. i mean we had one girl Jess is like made, this is the first she, i've heard of this yeah this, this one <laughs> this one girl ran up she made me sign her face and then she told me she wasn't ever gonna take a shower again i thought that was a little oh, strange <laughs> It, was she like a child, like young, like so it was kind of silly, or was she like I an hope adult? She was like forty-five. Uh, I mean, old I enough know. that I thought she'd want to take a shower. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> but Doug, you're a so, celebrity, you know. So Justine, That's when you, you know you got, it. you got to say, "Can you sign my hand?" And I'm never washing it again. <laughs> yeah, get ready, Doug. I'm gonna find you with my sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, if you guys are planning to attend Kentucky, which all of us are, so you all should come as well. We will be doing a live taping of our podcast on Friday after the dressage in the covered trade show um, that I told you about earlier, which is the Mecca. So while you're in there spending money, go ahead and stop by. Stay tuned for more details. We have a lot of fun guests that'll be stopping by, maybe some drinks, maybe some stuff for you guys. So Join our Facebook group at the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge, and you'll be able to get all the details there. So we are super excited about that. Also, I don't know, you guys remember on the last episode, we brought up that Asmar vaulting challenge. You guys remember that, right? Yes. Yes. For the WEG. So you can win a trip to WEG, which is a really cool opportunity. And they're doing these monthly challenges and um, basically for... The upcoming one, we're going to be having a challenge on cross-country day at Kentucky. So we will have kind of a roving street team out there in the tailgate at cross-country around lunchtime. So again, stay tuned to our podcast group for that because we want all of you guys to participate and maybe get a chance to win some cool things. This segment is brought to you by Giddy Up Goodies, the best monthly subscription box for horses and the people who love them. Giddy Up Goodies delivers a thoughtful, curated selection of equine and riding-related items each month, from grooming and wellness products for the horse and specifically selected for rider gifts and everything in between. Giddy Up Goodies has a plan to fit every budget. Sign up now for your box by visiting giddy-upgoodies.com. All right, guys, so it's time for Rose and Thorn, and I'm really excited because Doug has to play with us. Yay! <laughs> Put my skirt on. He's like, I'm one. never coming on this podcast again. <laughs> he's like, I don't know why I'm always the last one. <laughs> he he said that before, but this is the second time he's been on the show. So, <laughs> all right, don't worry. I'm, I'm two for two. Doug, so just to refresh your memory, uh, your rose is the best part of your week, and your thorn is the worst part of your week. So, do you do you need a minute, or can you go first? I think I, I think I can do it. All right. All right. So what's we're your going. Rose? Going Rose first. I guess that goes to uh, Baby Quantum. Quantum Leap was second at his first CCI two-star uh, over the past weekend in Ocala. And his seven-year-old is like his third intermediate, so that was really exceptional. Thorn, I guess, is that we are going to miss Kentucky, but that kind of goes into the Rose also because I think in the end it's well better off 
uh, for Quinn. So there's not much of a thorn, but um, we'll, we'll double up on the rose today. We'll give it to you. <laughs> so um, I guess my rose is that I'm going to Kentucky. I'm like super stoked. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. I'm really thrilled to see eventing at that level at the highest level, like live. So I'm really, I just can't wait to go. It's going to be a blast. And I guess my thorn is uh, that I'm going to have to work a Saturday when I get back to make up for <laughs> going to Kentucky. <laughs> so <laughs> worth it. Yeah. I'll send worth you coffee. It. Okay. Sounds good. So that's, <laughs> that's my thorn. What about you, Sally? <laughs> um, okay. So my rose is that um, as the saga continues, I've been traveling a lot and I have now we're almost done with all the things. So I got through my friend's bachelorette party this past weekend and we had like, it was one of those bachelorette parties where you have to make like, let's see, there were probably four or five different things that she wanted to do, like starting at three in the afternoon. So it was very, you know, hurting a bunch of girls that have been drinking is like hurting cats, kind of like how we are on this podcast probably. So it's, you can imagine how that could be, but it actually went so well. Like everybody was, there was no drama. Nobody got sick. Nobody got lost. We all made our reservations for everything on time. So it really like, I, hopefully it was a precursor for the wedding day, which is on Friday because it could not have gone better. So I was super excited because my friend, I think had a really good time. Um, you're like, you're like the yay. best bridesmaid ever, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't really like that part of it. I mean, like, I don't, it's really just, I want my friend to have a good time. And so I'm really glad that she did. So um, that was really exciting. And the thorn of that also was that I don't really drink anymore. So I did not feel good at all the next day. And I had told my other friend that I would go ride her horse. So oh. I did. I'm not going to tell you how that went. <laughs> yeah. But suffice it to say that it was not my proudest moment. And it was also like, it's like, 30 something degrees in Kansas city where I am right now. So I'm, what? I'm struggling hard. Yeah. It like, so it was nice all week last week. And then on Saturday, the day of the bachelorette party, it was freezing and raining, hailing, like it was awful. So I don't know what happened, but we made it. I don't know. Not a cold weather type of person at all. No. So, all right, Jess. All right, Jess, did you think of something? Okay, I got mine. So okay. my rose is my youngest sister is getting married this weekend. Oh, so wow. That's exciting. So we're going to Nashville. So I'm excited to go with all of us to Nashville for her wedding. So can't wait that Saturday. And then my thorn would be, I guess that we're going to be traveling a bit in Port Hudson, like, is getting used to this kind of schedule of traveling and we're Guys, kind of figuring like out how to, feel so bad for yeah, how to travel with a infant. <laughs> <Never home. laughs> oh, no. yeah. I'm like, Oh, he's four months old. We're going to just keep traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my thorn, I guess, but it's not really, I mean, he's, he's such a good traveler, but that would be it. If I had to pick one. <laughs> hey, you know, it's tough getting away like, or being away from home. I'm sure a lot. Speaking of which, mm -hmm. um, we have a mailbag from Harlan in our Facebook group, and it's actually for Doug. So good timing, Harlan. Yay! I'm ready. So Harlan wants to know how, Doug, you're handling being a new dad with training and competing. <clears throat> We've heard Jess's perspective, but we want to hear um, yours. I mean, obviously, we're doing a bit less sleeping, but I'm very, <laughs> very lucky to have Jess um, along with because it makes the competing and training a whole lot easier in that <clears throat> you know, she does an excellent job. Looking after Hudson when I certainly uh, can't be around quite as much, but we've been trying to more or less make him 
as portable as can be. And he's <laughs> certainly fallen into line pretty quick. So he's been he's been great going to different competitions and he doesn't really like dressage day, which I don't blame him. I mean, who um, does? But yeah, no, seriously. But then <laughs> cross all the jumping, tries. yeah, all the jumping phases, like he seems to be all about it. So I mean, he um, sounds like a smart kid. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt, because I mean, who wants to do circles all day? So <laughs> yeah, no. So it's uh, it, it's been it's been it's been really great, honestly. So it's uh, yeah, all good. But very very lucky to have Jess along for the ride. Aw, you guys Thanks. are adorable. So if you have any questions for us, um, we are happy to answer them on air here. And you can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com. Or you can just drop a note in our Facebook group, which again is the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. Speaking of which, last week, you may remember, we reviewed an awesome product called Sterling Essentials. And everybody here was super excited to have been able to try this awesome leather cleaner and conditioner. And so we decided we were going to give away a set. And so I am very happy to congratulate Katie Cosgrove, you have won a full-size set of the Sterling Essentials cleaner and conditioner. So I will be contacting you via email. So keep an eye out for that. All right. And if you guys want to hear more from us, you can check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or your tablet, so you can take it anywhere. Download it on Google Play or iTunes or check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. So we'll be releasing new episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of every month. And did you know you can get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone? Search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. And we just want to give a shout out to all our sponsors. Equal Gold, Giddy Up Goodies, Asmar Equestrian, Stanley, Premium Western Forage. Um, and that's it for this week, guys. Until next week when we're in Kentucky. Woohoo! See you guys soon. I'm so excited. Cheers. I know. I can't wait. Cheers. See you again.